Welcome to the More Than Hearers podcast on this fine, arbitrary day of the week and unknown time or unspecified time. I'm Orion. I'm here with Peter. And we are going to talk some Bible on this show today. Episode, I should have looked at this beforehand, 38. I know it is, 38. And Peter's struggling over there with something I'm not to breathe, I think it is. Um, I can't breathe. We're in Luke 15. Woo! Let me tell you a little about a little bit. Let me tell you something. Because uh, close to this segment. Uh, I got the episode number. Oh yeah. So comments and stuff. We welcome your comments and stuff. Uh, you can email us podcast at morethanhearers.com. We're on Facebook, facebook.com/slash morethanhearers. We're on Instagram. Woo! Uh, it's at more than yours. Yeah, it, is it yeah, at, yeah. Is it yeah. an at? At it's an at. It's <laughs> kind of like the twitters and that kind of thing. Okay. At, also twitters at mth underscore Peter, and for me that'd be at, at Orion plays music. Uh, if you like the podcast, then we think you should review us in your platform of choice. Review highly, or let us know how we can improve. And uh, lastly, Donation Station uh, podcast at More There's Than There's a Hearers. bucket in the back. Uh, <laughs> we'd appreciate it if on your way out the door you... <laughs> uh, PayPal. That's our current... Yeah, this being the digital age um, that we are in, whether you like it or not. Um, that makes it sound like I've got some gripe or something, doesn't it? That was weird. I totally embraced the information age here. But uh, PayPal, podcast at morethanhearers.com. You can... Give to uh, the podcast, and then we can spread the word, and then grow this group of uh, like-minded individuals. So I don't know. Let's get like-minded. We're uh, we're doing some Bible talk today. Luke fifteen. Peter, uh, it's good to see you. It's even better to see you. Wow, you one up to me. I was trying. One-upmanship. I'm starting to wonder if it is your goal in every intro to make me laugh so hard I can't breathe. Um, no. It's working. Perfect. Okay. Just as planned. I just looked uh, on the um, the iPhone podcast app. Ooh. How many reviews? Ten, well, 10 ratings. Oh, good. That's more than the last time I looked. That is more, yeah. I think it was like six the last time I looked. Thank so you, So those of you who are raters. actually going out and rating us, thank you. There is one actual written review. It's a scam. It's my wife. <laughs> it's your wife's phone. Yeah. Shh. Now, come on. It's It was posted via my wife's phone. There yes. it is. Uh, there you go. Okay. That's that. It's anonymous. There we go. Uh, Luke 15. Some of the, uh, uh, the more well-known... Uh, parables of Jesus are in here, including probably what is easily in the top three. Uh, are these the top three? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, one of the top three in this okay. chapter. Gotcha. I, I don't know if there's an actual ranking. So when I started to say top, I had to come up with a number, but I don't know. I'm sure somewhere on the internet, if you Googled it. I'm sure there's a list. Top Jesus podcast. Podca- podcast? No. Parable. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast of Jesus. <laughs> no, uh, top parables ranked. Uh, they rank everything on the internet. So, sure. People yeah. like that. They like to uh, agree and disagree with opinions on the internet. Yes. that's. So if I were to rank Christian podcasts personally, yeah, I would rank us number one. 
Uh, I don't know any others, so I don't know how to rank number two. I know another one, so this would be at least top two. All right. Woo, t- you're now listening to More Than Hearers, one of the top two Christian podcasts. According to according one person. to one guy who hosts one of those podcasts. <laughs> All right. Uh, Luke chapter 15, as always, NIV, be, uh, be in whatever version you want to be in. Uh, or if you're driving and listening, please, both hands on the wheel. Yeah, please don't be doing uh, Instagram on the highway while you... Like, I just saw this today. This, I, would you like to talk about it? I kind of would. Okay. Uh, what's up with people? They're called influencers or some junk? That's the term. Yeah. Uh, it could be a negative influence to show everyone how you drive and host uh, a platform at the same time. It's this thing on the internet where people make videos where they're talking about things while they're driving down the road. Uh, that I I assume based on what I've seen that their phone is in some sort of phone holder on their car, sure, probably clipped into a vent or such thing. Seen that with the front facing camera on, and they turn it on, and while they're driving, they're talking to you about this, that, or the other thing. But every one of these I've ever seen, periodically, the person's eyes glance to the phone, to the phone, to the road, to the because they got to be engaging, even though they're driving down a public road. Please don't do this. Don't do this. Uh, yeah. It's not, it's not, yeah. we're not going to do that. I just heard about it. So I think that's the PSA. If you want to do it from the passenger seat of the car, please flash over and show someone that someone else is driving and not you. Yeah. Don't drive and influence. Uh, I hear that. Thank you. That sounds like a bumper sticker. We're going to be rich. Probably not. I'm, I'm not, it's not going to go any further than this. And some listeners <laughs> going to be like, now I'm making them. And oh, and, yeah. Donate some of your proceeds, PayPal, uh, podcast, podcast at, at more than years. Years. Com. Okay. <laughs> Luke 15. Now that we've made shameless plugs for money. I hate doing that. Now the tax collectors. Oh, here's some more money. <laughs> Verse one. Now the tax collectors and sinners were gathering around to hear Jesus, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. It's so funny to hear this because in our, um, you know, we're, we're 2,000 years removed from this, and most of us who have any exposure to the Bible, we go, well, yeah, that's what he did. But in the time and the place and the context of it, it was uh, unthinkable. And so Jesus told them this parable, verse 3. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who did not or who do not need to repent. Can, yeah. Can you um, put this into a modern sort of context because i've never owned a sheep uh i think sheep are kind of cool I, I, I don't have any i've never had any do you have any sheep no i have a donkey okay just one though yeah if he gets lost i'm just gonna go get him i don't have to leave any other donkeys behind so what's the modern like what's the dogs something? i have three of those do you you love all your dogs i'm a pretty big fan okay of at least two of them if you had a hundred would <sighs> you be as enamored with I mean, if it was like your favorite one, maybe missing, you know, I'm just trying to understand. But if you earned your livelihood from dog raising. So then what would that be in like, what's this equal? Suppose you had a sunglass store. Okay. 
and you had a hundred pairs of sunglasses in inventory, and one went missing. That's a tax write-off, Peter. <laughs> Come on, man! Uh, I'm, not trying you... to, I'm not trying to make it hard. It's just it. I just it's hard. Suppose you had a hot dog stand. Okay. And you had a hundred hot dogs, <laughs> and one went no. <laughs> No. hungry. Wouldn't you go out and find it and put it on your shoulders and bring it home? <laughs> I found my last hot neighbor? dog. <laughs> uh, I know it works with the sheep somehow. Yeah, because hot dogs don't wander off. Sure. Sheep wander off. Uh, but, cows. But see, are those 99 safe? This is why this one's a little tricky for me. So sheep are... Um, uh, have you ever been to a rodeo? I have. Have you ever seen this wonderful event they call mutton busting? No. Oh, you've never seen mutton busting? No. Okay, they take sheep. They shear them except for their shoulders. They leave bushy. And they get five- and six-year-old children. They put a helmet on them in 2019. When I was a kid, they didn't do that. They put a helmet on them. They put them on the back of the sheep and have them hold on to the fluffy part on their shoulders. And then the sheep runs till the child falls off. Ain't that America. People cheer. (laughs) They it's it's the You got to Google mutton-busting videos. Will do. Okay, so... The way this happens, if you've ever seen it, the thing a lot of people don't notice is they line all these kids up with their little helmets on and their little cowboy boots and whatever else, and they're sheep. But then in the big rodeo arena, they put another sheep out there to just let it wander around. Because when they release the child with holding onto the sheep, that sheep will run to the other sheep Hmm. that's out there in the arena. Okay. And then the kid falls off, that sheep runs off to the other sheep, and the two of them walk around. They release another sheep. It does the same thing. It bolts for the other two, or the other 10, or the other 15. Okay. Sheep are pack. herd pack animals. Yeah, yeah. They, they want to be with other sheep. So 99 crowded together are relatively safe. Gotcha. On occasion, one will wander off. But for the most part, their tendency is to stay together in a group. That helps. So it's relatively safe to leave the 99... To themselves. Okay. Statistics what and about probability the, tell you that when you come back, you might come back to 98. What about the wolves? That's what I'm thinking. I, yeah, I don't. I can't fix this for you. Okay. I, I know. think we're trying to read too far into what Jesus was just trying to make a point of. And I'm, I'm just trying to see the point in this one. Some of the other ones are a little more I can relate to. This is the parable by which most preachers or gospel uh, preachers would say, uh, if you were the only sinner out there, Jesus would have come for you. Yes. He would leave the 99 righteous people to come after you. That It comes out of this passage. Uh, that's, that's this. This is where it comes from. I recognize it. I've said this from the pulpit before. <laughs> I've heard This that. is where it comes from. Uh, here, you want modern reference? Please. Let's go to verse 8. I can relate to money if it were like about so, money. Suppose a woman, verse 8, has 10 <laughs> silver coins and loses one. We have two silver coins. Uh-huh. I... Have you lost yours? No, I, I know where it is. Mine, mine's right here. Somewhere. It's here. It's right here. I got it. Okay, good. Uh, suppose two podcasters have two silver coins. I'm not doing that. We're going to get hateful emails about changing the Bible. Suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of angels of God over one sinner who repents. Is this better? 
Uh, yeah, I can get this one. Suppose you had 10 shares of Microsoft. <laughs> okay, yeah, I got you. And, then... and you lost one. No! <laughs> Would you not tear the house apart trying to find your missing share of Microsoft? I hear that. And when you found it, you'd probably text me and be like, man, that was it. a close one. Yeah, I found my, my missing share. Yeah, there, there you go. That's it. You are like a lost share of Microsoft. Oh, man, this has became real to me. Yeah. And God now is... I see Jesus' love for me. <laughs> we just lost listeners. Okay. Verse 11 starts a, uh, a continuity of a story that ends the chapter. And I don't know how many of you have ever heard this story before. It's one of the uh, rarer known stories in Scripture. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that, all right. (laughs) Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. And I never saw this before. But um, uh, I don't know how I ever missed it. Um, uh, uh, This idea of, man, I can't even talk. This last sentence of the verse so he divided his property between them. Does this mean he divided his property between himself and the son who wants all his money? Or did he divide it between the two sons? Um, I, I would figure that he gave his... Uh, that he gave his uh, I, would, I always figured that he gave him his share, his third or whatever. But no, that doesn't really... I guess no. I divided. Uh, yeah, that I would think, be like a two part. Yeah, it's a half. I believe so. If you scrutinize the the wording, yeah, I think that's probably half. So did he divide it between himself and his son, or between his two sons? Because um, if he divided it between his two sons, the other son is an even bigger jerk at the end of the story. Yeah, but no. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't know how to how to handle that. I, I mean, don't know if we can get the answer. I think the likely. Um, the likely minimum case that you're going to have is that the son got his third, got a third, not a half. I think the minimum. I'm just saying the minimum. That oh he yeah, got is okay. a third. Yeah. I think the most he probably got is a half. A half. Okay. But a half of a half? No. A but half. what to do with that then? I mean, what he's got a lot. Yeah, he's that's lot. that's distinguishable. Yeah, get that. 13, not long after that, the younger son got together all he had and set off for a distant country where he squandered his wealth in wild living. After he'd spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and he hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. I'm going to assume that most of us have a reference for this. Um... But if you don't, uh, for a Jewish boy, kid, teenager, young adult, this isn't cool. The pig thing. Yeah. Yeah. Pigs are yummy. No, unclean. 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 Like, pinnacle of unclean. So unclean that Jesus sent a bunch of demons into a herd of pigs. Because that was suitable place for demons to be. I don't know. I don't know if that's why. Uh, culturally, maybe. Sure. Anyway, okay. Um, so this is like he's he's the lowest of the low. He's he's robbing old ladies for uh, uh, ten piece nugget money, basically. Mm, dang, that's Not, low. That's that's reaching a little bit. Maybe I don't know. Okay. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. 
When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. I, I We know where the story's going, or most of you know where the story's going, but I... Verse 19, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Recognizing his depravity. And humility. Yeah. I mean, like, pinnacle of humility. It's really popular this day and age to, like, um, bash millennials. Like, it's a thing. Part of me is, like, if this was millennial prodigal son, it'd be like, Dad, I'm your son, right? Like, you got to let me back in. Like, you can't leave me out here. Like, you love me, right? But this idea of the humility that he comes with. Of... In, a, in a way, it's, it's, it's interesting because he's still, he's still pulling a string here. He's, he's going back. He's, yeah, he's going back humble, but he's not, um, he hasn't left everything. Like, he's still got a little bit of, I mean, you could say it's a sense, but he's coming back hoping that he'll at least get hired. Right. He could have got hired anywhere, right. probably, if he was, you know. He went back to, to what was familiar. I, yeah. That resonates for me in my own prodigal story of when I got some moment of clarity in my head, my first thought was, I need to go to church, mm-hmm. which is the wrong answer. Right. It, it, it is. Explain why that's the wrong okay, answer. Okay, so it's the wrong answer because church doesn't fix anything. Church isn't the goal of our, or the the crux of our salvation, or the origin of our salvation. Um, it's it, it's. It, I've heard people over the years, Bible studies and groups and things I've been in of this church saved my life. Uh, no, no, it didn't. Churches don't save. Lives. Churches don't save lives or souls or souls yeah. or anything. Or, um, in our modern context of church, it's just a building with four walls. In the biblical sense of church, it's just a gathering of believers surrendered to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Surrendering to Jesus is what changes your life. Surrendering to Jesus is what, is what saves you. That's where the change comes in. And so for me to go, oh, I need to be back in church, it was a good first step. I'm not, I'm not raining on my own parade in any way, and I'm not raining on your parade listener who's like, no, nah, churches, I got, I got back in my life from going to church. Church is just an avenue... It's the right place to dis- to start to discover Jesus. It's a good place. It's not even the... There you go. Calling it the right place is wrong. Any place is good enough if you come to Jesus in it. Right on. But um, uh, let's say you needed a car. And you were like, ah, oh, a car's what I need. Uh, this unnamed car manufacturer person's dealership saved me. No. Yeah. They were just an avenue by which you found a car. You need a car, not a car dealership. Right, exactly. Same thing. So so this idea of I think he clung to what was familiar, of I need to be out of the situation I'm in. I have a place that's familiar that I know is an avenue out of the situation I'm in. At least at my dad's house, the servants don't have to feed pigs, right? Yeah. Um, and so that that's that idea. It's that similarity to... Uh, coming back to church to get your your founding or your grounding or your to to turn your life around. It's not the solution. It's just a means. It's a place where the solution might exist. Does that work? 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, verse 20. So he got up and he went out to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. I love this. The son said to, said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. He still got his speech like planned out. Like, right. I'm sure he's totally... Dear man, more <laughs> sir. I am... Um... <laughs> The guy selling magazines door to door or whatever. Yeah, but he, he he's getting loved on right here. He can't which see. I'm sure it. he wasn't ready for. No. But then he's still like, oh, I, I, the thing I got to say is, yeah, 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 it doesn't even matter. At this yeah, point. it's no, it, it matters actually. <laughs> it's kind of interesting that you pointed out because it's true of us. Of how many of us continue to flog ourselves or even come to God and confess a sin that God's going, when was that? Right. I don't remember that. Remember we talked about it six months ago? Oh, yeah, I forgot about it after that. And and then the way God forgets sin. Yeah. Like he, like you vocalize it or confess it the second time or whatever. It's... it's God's li- like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Yeah, he's like, you crazy? He's talking crazy. Yeah. Because he, he literally doesn't remember that yeah. sin anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, my kids do this. They're like, do you remember that time where we did this or said this thing or went there? And I'm like, no. And they go, well, it was this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, I told you I don't remember. Like, we're not going to get anywhere with this. I don't remember. But dad, it was, I, I got nothing. It's that yeah. same thing with God. I, do you remember I'm that time I stole candy from 7-Eleven when I was six? And God goes, no. No. No, it was the one over on the street by the place. It was an hour and later. God's like, I have no idea what you're As talking far about. as I'm concerned, that never happened. Uh, that must be as far from me as the east is from the west. Ooh, good. Yeah. Like that? <laughs> uh-huh. Very good. We should play the song over. The- no, let's not do that. But I love what you pointed out there, Orion, because I missed it, I guess, of that uh, his inability to see that he's being loved on by his father. Um. I don't know how I missed it, but it's there. The father said to uh, his servants, verse 22, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And so they began to celebrate. I wish the story ended here. Oh, that would be nice. All right. Oh, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week when we cover Luke chapter 16 because we're going to ignore the next eight or ten verses. No, we're not going to do that. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and he asked him what was going on. Your brother's come, he replied. Your father's killed the fatted calf because he has him back safe and sound. So the older brother was like, all right, party. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Verse 28, the older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you. I've never disobeyed your orders. You never even gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when the son of yours who squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fatted calf for him? My son, the father said, you're always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. 
it's so there's so many things in here that we've seen. There's been sermon upon sermon, Bible study upon Bible study, teaching upon teaching. I love when I come to a passage that I've even prepped and I go, I never saw that before. And there's another, I never saw that before. Uh, It's verse 29. uh, Actually, it's verse 30. The the good son, uh, air quotes, you can't see those on a podcast, but air quotes, when the good son is yelling at his dad. And he goes, but when the son of yours who has squandered your property, the the one son still sees everything his father gave to the prodigal son as still belonging to his father. But what we miss is all the way back in the beginning of the story, the dad divided it all and gave it to the kid. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the father saw no more possession of it. But the other son goes, no, no, no. All that stuff of yours he took. He squandered it with prostitutes. He was he was feeding pigs. Sure. Well, it was your money, dad. And dad's like, mm. it was his. <laughs> I gave it to him. Right. And we get, and this whole idea of the thing that's always been pondered about in churches, maybe not, maybe you've never heard this before and it's new to you, but um, I'm going to assume that you've heard it. And if you haven't, I'm sorry. But the focus of this story for so many people is the prodigal of how when we wander away from God and we come back, he welcomes us in with open arms and kills the fatted calf and throws a party and a ring and a robe and all of that super cool stuff. But uh, assuming, and maybe I'm wrong, most of our listeners are church-exposed, God-serving Christ followers. Where we fit in this story starts to become less of the prodigal and more of the other son. Where we see people that we know who've lived scandalous lives. And they just get welcomed in. No retribution, no punishment, no nothing. And we're like, hey, God... I was over here the whole time being obedient. You're just going to let heroin guy in or you're going to let fornicator in or you're going to let tax cheat in or you're going to let politician in or you're going to let whoever in. I've been here. I'm good. I'm here every Sunday, God. I give a tenth of my cumin. I give Mm. all of these things and you don't even give me a goat to throw a party with. And God's going, you want a goat? (laughs) <laughs> did you ever ask for a goat uh there's a whole bunch of goats over there go get you one I'm, i don't want one now like yeah it's it's huffy yeah and and angry because he was obedient and didn't feel like he was rewarded enough for his obedience well also he didn't seem to be invited to the party there's that i mean no i'm just kidding no it's it's there <laughs> i was like, gonna i, I hear I music gonna... back at the ranch <laughs> is that a hoedown I hear? <laughs> I Are they do button busting? <laughs> Without me? So good. Um, but this idea too of it's, I got to find the right verse because I don't want to misquote. Um, but it's in verse 28. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. I know. The servant's like, oh yeah, uh, we forgot to tell you. Uh, your brother's home. Your dad killed a fatted calf. Um, it's on we're having a heck of a party dude uh do you want to change or anything i'm not going in there what no i'm not never threw me a party and to to be this is uh some amount of conviction i guess to be at the point where we say i am not even going to partake in the celebration of a sinner 
coming back to God. Like that we're not going to even, I'm not going to crack a smile. I'm not going to give an amen. We're not going to participate in the celebration. That guy doesn't deserve to be in here. That's the attitude. And and I'm I'm sure at some point I've had, maybe not about salvation, but like just about, you know, I'm I'm sure that I've had that attitude before. I'm feeling like an amount of conviction because I know that it's in my nature. I know that it's in. It's in. If me it to wasn't, do that. it wouldn't be in here, right? So I, it's this is ringing with. Uh, we've done this. Um, I've done this parable study a bunch of times. I'm almost sick of it. I mean, this is the first time we've done it. I think, but yeah, uh, first time. Um, but th- there's a there's another thought I had on this, uh, and I have to borrow from uh, another source. But the word prodigal gets thrown around, and it always is used to mean. Uh, one who goes and wastes wealth and then comes back or whatever, or at least that they, they went away they lived extravagantly. But there's a book, I forget who wrote it. Uh, I did a Bible study on it with a group, a small group once. And uh, it was called the prodigal God. And and hearing that, I was like, how dare you call God a prodigal? Because the word prodigal, can you look up prodigal for me? I'm going to, yeah, right now. Had always had this connotation of uh, negativity. It had always been that rotten son who went and wasted his inheritance and then you know came craw- crawling back, groveling or whatever. Uh, prodigal, adjective, first definition, spending money or resources freely and recklessly, wastefully extravagant. But the other definition is having or giving something on a lavish scale. And that's where the prodigal God concept comes in. And why I'm glad the NIV, at least in this, uh, in our version, says the parable of the lost son rather than yeah. the parable of the prodigal son. Because, because the, the father here is as prodigal as it gets. He gives extravagantly, lavishly. The first time the son goes out and wastes everything, he comes back. The father gives extravagantly The again. father prodigals him. <laughs> is prodigal upon him. That's a that's a verb. You verbed it. I, sorry. Uh, yeah, you verbed the mind. adjective. Uh, that's we're in trouble now. We're gonna get angry emails. But but I just wanted to share that because that's something that that stuck with me ever since on hearing that that I, I can't claim credit as the uh, the originator of that that concept. But I think it's uh, it's valuable to to throw in. I don't think you know we have in Christianity, Orion. We have all these verses we love to throw out all things work together for good to them that love god and are called according to his purpose uh, i'm trying to think of some of the others but yeah. these these popular like quick quote verses why are we not using luke fifteen thirty one? my son the father said you are always with me and everything i have is yours this is a reminder i need on a constant basis mm-hmm.